Hey, this is Patricia, and I'm Lobadobe's job recruiter. Do you like ice cream? Maybe feet? Maybe, I don't know, holes in dresser drawers? Do you like terrible takes? Well, I got your man right here. Call 555-555 or follow him on his Twitch. Or if you don't like any of that, listen to this podcast. Hit that shit. What is up? Welcome to the XF Fantasy Football Podcast. It's year 11, episode 8. I'm your host, Cope Squiz, and today I'm joined by the man that has a deformed pinky, but also a deformed penis. That's right. What up, Noah? Oh, hey, um, do you have time to, to be on the pod? Uh, hold on one sec, let me look at my calendar real quick. Oh. Uh, I got about an hour of free time before my next Zoom call, but let's go ahead and knock this out. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, I'm doing pretty good. I'm very glad you missed the intro to that. <laughs> well, actually, my executive assistant told me what you said, so one, thanks for having me on the pod. And hope we're, you're recovering well from that Pinewood Derby loss because many years ago, I know that really put the beating on that anus of yours. But for the record, I just want to clarify that circumcisions are performed on around 60% or more of males in the U.S. So I am in the majority, probably along with most of the guys here, except for Patrick. He's the one that has the deformed thing, being from Denmark. And I just want to get that cleared up before we get going. Um, but I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you are the medical professional, so I'll just take your word on it. Uh, tell your dad um, I said hi, and you fucking ruined my childhood. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every time I see him, I say, hey, Jeff, guess what? Classic Jeff. Um, ruining kids, and uh, if you've seen that commercial about Boy Scouts, um, Boy Scout leaders have touched little kids i was one of those kids jeff was one of those those leaders anyways we're gonna keep moving on that's not true it happened one time but it's irrelevant okay just playing again hey uh i just want to do a big props to d balls last week you did a phenomenal job um really really enjoyed you having um, having you on the pod this week, Noah, I'm super stoked to have you on. But since we're a league-friendly pod, we're going to get right into everyone's favorite team. Who do we got first? All right, so we got your little flying birds, the Eagles, that beat the little cowgirls 23-9. to God, was it ugly. You know, I was hoping for a little bit of a more excitement, exciting game, but honestly, I'd I didn't watch it. Everyone knows it was past my bedtime getting into the weekday. And, and prime time, Sunday night, if, if I remember correctly, just the days, these last couple 48 hours or so have just been running together. But, ugh, it was bad. Yeah, it was an ugly-ass game, to say the least. Um, like I said before, no NFC East team deserves 
to be in the playoffs, but somehow the Eagles are going to end up getting the playoffs and probably losing very quickly. But maybe we can get healthy. We'll never know, but we'll keep it moving. D-ball Saints edge out the Bears and OT. You went to OT with the Bears. Like, ooh, they have a, a pretty decent defense, but, um, man, the Saints just don't look right without Michael Thomas. They win 26-23. Mm-hmm. I will have to concur with that statement. And then looking over at our favorite postmaster general, his team, Burt Steelers, stay undefeated and are going 8-0 against the Ravens this coming week. That's awesome. Yeah. Or was it this week or was it uh, They played them last week. That's right. Uh, I honestly All thought right. the Ravens were actually going to pull that one out. Um, but... Unfortunately, Big Ben and the Steelers um, continue their run and are officially 8-0. Um, Dips Packers look good in the first half, and that's about it. Um, still don't have the running back, but one one team does. And the Vikings at Dalvin Cook, man, the guy absolutely took over the game. Freaking wrecked absolute shop. Um, put the team on his back, though. Uh, the Pack lose 28-22. Yeah, I hope Aaron Rodgers got a little bit more of that discount double check and some other insurance policies for that that major loss. Uh, Luis's Colts, <laughs> uh, they look pretty good against the Lions, winning 41-21. That old PhD of ours is sitting happy with the Colts win, being 8-0 in our league, something I don't think any of us saw uh, with our historical data of Luis in this league. But, man, Colts 8-0, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. He, Not Luis, but, you know, Colt's yeah. doing well. <laughs> They're both doing well. Luis doing a lot lot better. Um, Luis, yeah, he's been the biggest surprise. I, seeing his team after the draft, I thought he'd be a top three and um, did not think he'd be 8-0 at this point, but his team is damn solid. Um, and I'm not looking forward. I haven't played him yet, so I, I also feel like I'll I got get him a loss. Week, so, yeah. All right. You can be the first. Uh, most of his guys have already passed by, which sucks. Sucks, but um, it's part of it. Um, and last but not least, we got JC's Giants. They lose pretty. They lost pretty bad, but it's actually a pretty close game. Um, they actually stayed in the game, but let's be real. They they should have not have been this good against the the Bucks, but they win or lose twenty five twenty three, but. On to next week, I guess. Yep. Daniel Jones didn't look as confused as he normally does, but throughout the game there were moments of just that face where it's like, yep. uh, I don't think he really knows where he's at or what he's doing, but somehow he managed to keep it close like that. Yep, he's got that Eli dumb face going on real nice. All right, let's get into the Week 8 recap. What do we got? All right, first up we had Burt versus Luis, and my goodness did Luis go in raw on Burt. It was ugly to the point that Burt may be one of the clients that needs to probably file some sort of suit. I don't think Luis was in the Boy Scouts as a parental person, and I don't think Berto was in Boy Scouts as a kid, um, but he might want to take a look at that. Luis won 204 to 105. Yeah, uh, Burt definitely got molested in that one, to say the least. Uh, you and Keith, this one was ugly. Both teams scoring less than a hundred points, but Hey, a win is a win, which I wish I could say that, but Noah, you win 99, 87 quick thoughts on that game. Lucky as hell. That's all I got to say. 
I'm sure we'll take that. All right. Up next, we had U versus D. And talking about some ugly games, your game, your game with D didn't make it over 100 points either. You lose to D 99 to 91. What do you, What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah. Um, even before the kickoff uh, of the 12 o'clock games, I was already regretting my decisions before they even um, kicked the ball off. Um, but I went with my gut. My gut was extremely wrong. But it is what it is. D um, is Batmaning the league right now, and he is. I want to say he's won two straight since then. So um, I may not. <laughs> I may ghost out myself at this point. But so the bold, bold tactic. We'll see if it pays off. Yeah, it's a bold move, Cotton. Uh, and then we got JC and D Walls. Another rape happened. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, D Walls scoring. 202 points looking pretty he had it all in his sights to win high point but um the balls made the ass clap with jc um 202 to 116 wow straight ass yeah that one yeah that that one hurt just looking at it um just along the same lines as burt versus Luis. but up next we also had a Interesting one as well. I'm a little bit higher scoring with Pat versus Dip. You know, he's been making a lot of moves. Seems to be getting desperate as hell on some things. Um, He was looking promising, but yet again, he fell to the L and lost to Pat 144 to 120. You know, I think he might just be the King Tommen of our league. So someone needs to take a look at all the windows and the high and the red keep and start bolting the shut so he doesn't try to jump out. (laughs) I cannot agree with you. More, yeah. I think Dip and Pat actually switched places. Um, you know, Pat being last place, Dip going uh, first place last year. Man, complete turnaround for the, both of these guys. Uh, next up, we have Loeb versus Dre. Just like high school, Dre used and abused Loeb, uh, getting that win 149 to 135. Oof, dirty. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, Loeb just is used to it. And- and lets it happen. Lets it happen. Um, so last up, JT versus Vic. Shit show of the week is what it kind of came down to. Vic, you know, has become the copycat of the league, changing his name and his logo. And I'll be honest, this confused the hell out of me. And then yep. I have to look like, okay, what's the worst record on, on these two teams? Oh, there's Vic. Oh, but now with Vic and JT at the same time, I'm like, damn, this one was difficult. <laughs> but, you know, with him changing his name and stuff, I'm sure we'll see him change gender soon enough. When he does get that win uh. at, or excuse me, but he did get that win, um, one hundred to eighty-five. So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens moving forward. I absolutely agree. Ladies and gentlemen, Loba Dope here with your Dope Ultra of the Week, brought to you by Twitch.tv. Come be my friend. We're growing. It's amazing. All right, guys. The top player of the week, Patty Mahomes, forty-six point six four points. Uh, let's be real. It was the Patty and Tyreek show uh, over the weekend. The Jets got hammered, and those two went off. Surprisingly, they went off. They didn't even need to throw the ball. They could have just ran with Lev Bell and Clyde, but they didn't. Worst coach of the week would have to go to Cody. He lost by under seven points. If he would have started C.J. Hawkinson, he would have won. Uh, but he went with Mike Jusecki, who has a rookie quarterback. So, uh, fact of the week. Uh, Dippy is already cleaning those cheeks. He plays Vic this week, and he needs that win. So we all know he's nervous. 
Uh, and the lobe of the week is going to go to C.D. Lamb. He's he's back this week. He's going to help Cody get the dub. And uh, bold prediction, the Cowboys will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm saying it right now. You heard it here first. See you next week, guys. Sure. Noise. All right, next up, we're going to talk about all kinds of trades from in the NFL, in the league, and in our league trade block in Trade Galore. Ooh, that sounded like it hurt. All right, we got trade galore. We actually only had one trade, and surprisingly, you know exactly who was involved in this trade. Who we got, Noah? Yeah, as we all know and come to expect, the Lobe made another trade, but this time JC was the sucker on that one. Lobe sent JC, Kenyon Drake, Jimmy G, Corey Davis for Travis Fulgham and Tyler Higby. You know, I, Lobe was marketing Jimmy G. He wanted to try to sell that guy high, which I don't know how much higher he could do. I think he was basically trying to follow the tactics of Pat with his Bitcoin stuff and maybe even marketing this on his, his Twitch <laughs> stream throughout the damn day. But we all know how that kind of ended. And poor JC, you know, he was desperate and needed something, and he got that, and look where it is right now. Yeah, uh, it was a interesting trade, to say the least. Um, I think... I actually think Mick actually wins this one. I know the Jimmy G, they said it was a throw-in, but, um, yeah, I think J.C. hurting at quarterback was really trying with Jimmy G, and it wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, he's now on IR. Um, I'm pretty positive uh, J.C.'s quarterback ain't looking so great. But Kenyon Drake, he locks up the Cardinals' backfield. I guess that's good. Um, it's interesting, to say the least. Uh, and then the Corey Davis, he's actually been pretty consistent, um, but definitely um, big fan for Loeb getting Travis Fulcom. Um, I think he's going to end up being the Eagles uh, wide receiver one moving forward. Yeah, definitely mark uh, the win column on that one for, for the Loeb Alito. Yeah, I think uh, Loeb's uh, team is really turning around. I don't say that a lot. Um, for the amount of trades he makes, but <laughs> right. I just want to say every time he makes a trade, he loses, and he lost this week. Just throwing that out there. Again, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Everyone deserves part of the American dream, but how do you get your part of the pie? We're the Economic Recovery Group. We'll show you how to get what you deserve as an American by claiming disability, unionizing and goofing off, or how to become a Native American tribe and open a casino in your garage or basement. It's the government's job to bail you out and give you the lifestyle you deserve. You shouldn't have to pay taxes. Someone else should. The Economic Recovery Group. Call today and we'll help your government help you. That is just a fantastic product. I, I can't speak more positively about it. You know, and one thing that really sold me on it was it was endorsed by our fearless leader, our supreme chancellor, Donald J. Trump, and his infinite wisdom along with his puppet boy, Mike Pence. And those two things just really set it for me. And I, I highly recommend you guys taking a look at that and applying it in your life. It's a fantastic product. It, it does wonders. Let's take a look at the waiver wire pickups in the waiver wire Wednesday. We'll look at the top five most money spent. This segment is sponsored by Lugo's Lip Balm for continuous chapped ass lips. Monday night to Wednesday morning. 
That's right. Let's look at the top five most money spent. All right, Noah, who we got up first? Well, we actually looked like didn't have a lot of money being thrown around this week. I think everyone's either following the Dave Ramsey snowball effect to get rid of some of their debt or they're <laughs> sitting there trying to save up on stuff because who knows what's going on with the economic downturns driven by Vicks Trump. But we spent $11 on Colts defensive lineman Danico Autry. Of course, $11. of course he did. I'm Defensive sure. Player. I'm sure not a knows. damn soul um, put any bid on him, but um, I'm sure Luis would try to justify that. Anyways, moving on. JC still in quarterback hell. Uh, I he spent money last week on a quarterback. This week he does it again. Twenty two dollars on Drew Locke. The real question is, will he be a lock to stay on JC's roster? Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You know he's. He's going to have to start digging deep into those waivers to find somebody unless he can make another trade. Um, Burt made it to week nine with some money compared to last year when he blew it all in week one. Yep. Uh, he spends $30 on Jordan Reed. Hopefully he comes off by, off IR uh, for the game this week. But, you know, something too good to be true that he had the money, but he goes and just spends it privately without even looking. Classic. And Mr. Eight No, aka the pasty one, aka Luis, spends thirty-two buckaroos on Tyler Irvin, uh, with Aaron Jones um, health up in the air, Jamal Williams um, being in COVID protocol. It might actually be a decent pickup at this point, Luis. I feel like Luis can't miss. Yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, I was looking at Tyler Irvin, um, and then I was kind of going back and forth, and then I just never put anything in on it. Again, just like Pat had mentioned, I completely forgot waiver wires were even happening this week. Um, but, yeah, I like this pickup. I think it's good. Think and be- lastly, Bert, again, he was not done. But now he is because he had, whatever he had left, $102 threw it on the charge wide receiver, Mike Williams. So he can now tell his wife that he has zero money, so she can't even take that fake money from him. <laughs> uh, she would have spent that right quick. Um, Bert does what Bert does best, spends it. Uh, I think Mike Williams was actually a pretty solid pickup. Um, I don't know about for 102 bucks, but um, still pretty solid. And, you know, looking at the waiver wire or the budgets left over, you know, I've been looking at P&Ls all day. I've been doing capital budgets. So I like to see what everyone else's financial situation is with the league. And most people are, are being very conservative, some kind of about right in the middle where you expect to be heading into week nine. Um, but D-Ball's $5 left. Didn't see that coming from him. But then again, you probably could, considering how he, you know, has a new Tacoma coming. He's got a Tesla, lives in the high rise, eats all the fancy out takeout. And then Berto, of course, makes sense. Zero dollars, like we just said. And if we all can remember Loeb spending every bit of his money early on in the league. Ralph's on Jeffrey. And now then, he has another another Eagles wide receiver. Yeah. The high powered Eagles offense. Getting lost again, looking at because freaking Vic has to have his stuff between copying somebody else. But I want to say it's Dipperoo that is completely out of money at yeah. 2 6 that, $0. Th- that is actually... Vic? 
That's Vic. Yep, Vic oh, got you on the trickaroo. Working on me. All right, I need to pay more attention. Damn, Dip, you're behind Vic. I hope that really just lights a fire into your ass. Yeah, Dip actually has. He was one to zero to start the season and has lost seven straight. Yo. Yeah, no one's brought that up, but this man has lost seven straight, um, which is and pretty rough. A, a sound clip based off of that for Andre just. Real, real quick. Hold on. Yep. <laughs> yep. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see um, how much people have already spent. It's weird. I know D hasn't been too involved this year, but he has the most money left. Um, but she still has a chance to make it to the playoffs. Surprisingly, he's only two games back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of course, um, we got Luis and your cheap ass, um, both over two hundred and fifty dollars each. But yeah, yeah, well. I've been inactive on waivers, just getting by with the skin of my teeth and some good old luck. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure everyone's waiting for that one waiver wire that everyone's gonna go all in for. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the injuries of the week. Oh. Ooh, that sounded like it hurt. All right, first up, let's talk about one of the more serious injuries. We got Daryl Henderson exited early with the thigh injury. I think he'll end up being back in probably a week or two, but um, he was definitely knocked out of the game. Yeah, I wish him a speedy recovery. Looks like Tevin Coleman also came back from IR and is probably heading right back out on it, though, with what happened to him. Yep, that man lives on IR. Uh, T.Y. Hilton got hurt, but let's be real, this man's been invisible all season. Yeah, and, you know, this next one, Kenny Kenny G, that smooth jazz, hurt his hip. You know, I will say I was, was kind of thankful that happened because that was on Keaton's team and it really helped me with uh, the lack of production from Amari, so kind of offset that one with his big, fat goose egg. On his score. Yep. It, that's probably real nice. Uh, and then we got Adam Humphreys was carted off for, with a concussion. It didn't look good. He looked lost. Yeah, and also Joey Bosa uh, was in the concussion protocol and was ruled out. You know, I, that guy just seems to be made up of, you know, paper mache. It seems like always something going on with him. Yep. But he's still pretty elite. Uh, And then last but not least, we got Andy Dalton um, still seeing the wrong stars and was out and looks looks like he's going to be out again, this time just with COVID. Classic. All right, let's talk about all the people that would make the playoffs, the everything in between, and everyone's favorite, the bottom feeders. All right, first up in first place... Going eight and zero. Oh, this man has not lost. Uh, Luis Pasty Johnson. Next up, we got you, Noah, sitting in sitting pretty in second place. D balls, aka the real Dustin, sitting in third place. Pat from from last place last year to fourth place currently. Myself is in fifth, and then JC drops four positions from second all the way to sixth. Uh, the middle feeders, Keaton drops out of the playoff run right now, and at seven, 
Eight, we have Bert. Nine, um, we got Dre. He stays where he is at. Uh, D stays at ten. And then who do we got as the bottom feed us? In, into the junkers, man. All right. So let me let me pull up and scroll all the way down. Just give me a couple of minutes. Get down there. And okay. All right. So in 11th place, we got... The one, the only, Lobo Lito, Lobo Dobe. Don't forget to follow his Twitch stream, twitch.com forward slash Lobo Dobe. And then in 12th, we got Vic? No. Above Dip? Oh, my God. And then in 13th, we got Dipperoo, our commission, favorite one and only. And then in last place, we got Mr. Blame It on COVID, JT. Yeah. Was ugly as hell to say the least, but man, yeah, two two wins. It's right. week week nine, boys. Let's see if these guys can get some wins. But power rankings wise, yeah, let's see if they can climb themselves out there. Um, but on the positive note, Luis, even though he's in first place, he got high point last week with two hundred four points. So you got twenty five bucks heading your way. Luis, don't go spend it all in one place at your favorite like kid store or something. Er, weird on a new lanyard. Uh, low point of the week, man. Uh, unfortunately, he's been there a few times, but JT uh, went from uh, I want to say ninety some points the week before, all the way to eighty five, which is might actually be the lowest of of the year. So JT taking that fat ass L. Sorry, bud. Yeah, man. Really. But to give a recap of this year's total winners, we got you, Coves, at 50. So somehow you're coming out on top of something. Luis sitting nice and pretty at another 50. I, myself, have gotten 25 bucks. That is awesome. And then D-Ball's riding at 50. And Pat at 25. Yeah, through week eight, there's only been five winners for the high point. That's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts, sad boys. And since I just enjoy doing this so much, everyone with zero. We got Lope, we got JC, JT, Bert with zero, Victor definitely with zero, Dre zero, D zero, Dip zero, Keat zero. Sorry, boys, step your ass up. Yeah, we rich out here. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Your grocery store defines what kind of person you are. Join the organic elite at the grain of truth and shop with superiority. Food has never been this self-satisfying. Featuring organic, natural, fair trade, macrobiotic, sustainably harvest, farm-to-table, goji-infused, antioxidant-rich, 7-grain, 12-grain, whole-grain, gluten-free, cruelty-free, vegan, vagina, non-genetically modified, zero-trans fat, free-range foods at prices you simply won't believe. It's that, or are you more of the factory-farmed, genetically altered, hormone-infused, horse-meat-infected, slave-labor-harvested, agribusiness-supporting, obesity-causing common herd? We didn't think so. You're just like us. You belong. Shop with people just like you. People that drive hybrids and listen to public radio and argue about recycling. It's unscalable elitism for the sustainable crowd. Open up your mouth and look down at people. It's delicious. It's the Grain of Truth food stores. Naturally exclusive. Yes, I fantastic service. I was struggling getting this under control and 
finding this was just the highlight of my year. With everything going down, I just needed something to help boost me up and get things under control, and this was it. So I highly recommend this to you. I recommend it to all my coworkers, and I know Lobado recommends it to all his Twitch followers, and that's just really what drives the bottom line for him. So take a look. You'll be, you won't be disappointed. All right, my favorite, probably everyone else's favorite, who you got. All right, first up, we have Burt vs. Cobes in the... Beaver Bitches matchup. Yeah, um, you know my rule. I never, ever choose myself, so I got Burt in this one. He actually has some pretty solid matchups. I think Derek Carr um, against the Chargers defense um, lights it up. And if he doesn't, well, Josh Jacobs is. I'm going to help prop you up there. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Um, but I'm just so excited because I, I think you're going to you're gonna hand it to Burt because he's desperate as hell and you got CMC coming back. And I sure the hell hope so because I got guys on buys and IRs and yeah, CMC, come back, baby. <laughs> baby, right. come back. Next up, we got JC versus D in the. Interracial Dad Bowl. Alright, in this one, uh, I looked at it multiple times, kind of going back and forth, back and forth. That's what she said. Um, but I got JC in this one. I think he just has a lot more solid running backs. Uh, just Cole Beasley's been thing solid. Obviously, D Hops um, being the number one wide receiver um, is a beast. And I think Fournette is probably going to get the. the start over um ronald jones this week so yeah i got i got jc in this one yeah i'm just gonna have to say i agree pretty much plain simple everything you said i think jc walks away with the w yeah um all right next up game three we got dip versus vic in the battle of the delivery drivers that's right. Um, this one, man, I I so desperately want Dip to win um, just so we can stop this confusing shit that Victor is doing, but this voodoo magic is working, um, and I think it ends up working for another week, um, for a third week, and I got Victor in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with that as much as it pains me. Um, but maybe it's also a lesson learned to dip a roof or quit rubbing that trophy that his wife made him put away and then he secretly pulled out in our face. So I, I got Vic. Yeah, I feel like Dip's getting used and abused uh, behind the scenes. But what do we got? What do we got next? All right, we got Lowe versus JT in the the drug peddler versus the guard. All right. Um, yeah, Lope's team looks damn solid. Um, I think he is getting better by the week. I think he actually has a starting lineup that to be proud of. Um, it could have definitely been a lot better if he wouldn't have pulled the trigger so many times on trades. But, um, yeah, I still see JT um, at the bottom of the list, and I, I, I got Lope in this one. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that one as well just looking at jt stuff he's got a couple key questionables um you know he picked up michael thomas from jc and i don't know he hasn't really seen any production from him at all and Loeb is just living on justin herbert and 
thinking he's going to pull him through. You know, Melvin Gordon's set up for a, a big day against Atlanta. And unfortunately, Zach Moss with Buffalo just keeps pecking into Singletary, so we'll see how he does as well. Yeah, I think he'll end up being the RB1 in Buffalo. I really do. Um, all right, next up, game five, we got Keaton versus Pat in the... Rando Bowl? Who are these guys? Um, where'd they come from? Anyways, uh, man, Keaton is getting slapped dirty with the injuries, with COVID. The man has, I've counted, he has, what, three guys on IR, two COVID players, um, a doubtful questionable and an absolute out um as of right now he does not have a quarterback that actively can play in week nine so i this one i don't think is going to be pretty i think pat wins big yeah i think we're just gonna have to default to pat pending any uh unforeseen things you know like what i saw with keith last week just unless Pat's players don't remain healthy knock on wood that they kind of keep it together for him but yeah Matt Stafford getting announced on the COVID uh reserve this today actually um yeah pretty rough you know maybe you should wear a mask wash hands and stay away from Kirk Cousins I couldn't agree with you more uh next up and uh, we got B-Balls versus Dre in the Volkswagen showroom showdown all right, um, I was I was hoping this one was going to be pretty close. Um, D-Balls doesn't technically have a lot of people in his lineup. Um, and I was like, man, this guy has so many people on by. And then you look at his bench and you go, yeah, I got D-Balls in this one. Dude has a hella solid um, bench where I think he's going to easily win this one against Dre. I think Dre, Dre loses this one. Yeah, uh, looking at it, I thought D-Balls, like, I don't know, he might be up for a tough week, but then with some reorganization of his, his roster, I think he'll be fine. I think Dre's just going to be a fat <clears throat> loss this week. Yeah. All right, let's uh, look at the biggest game, the uh, uh, one versus two. We got Noah versus Luis in the... CFO versus JT's employee matchup. <laughs> Um, man, this is this is going to be actually a very good game. Uh, you know, the projections have have Luis winning by I think it's what nine points right now. But uh, both of you guys have um, not a full roster. And looking at each other's teams and the matchups you you guys got, um, man, I I want Luis to lose. But every time I just look at his team, I'm like, damn, this team looks so damn good. Um, but with that being said, I do my upset of the week. I'm going to go with you, Noah. Um, I think you pulled this one out. Um, there is some matchups. Uh, I think, uh, Metcalf is going to end up seeing their cornerback one and, um, Travis White. I think he'll end up somewhat shutting down Metcalf and hey, I think you, Peek this one out, especially with Cam Newton going against the Jets. I think Cam Newton needs a huge um, game to to maybe even stay in New England and not get cut. Yeah, he definitely needs a significant production for morale booster, but also for job security. But you know, thanks for the vote of confidence. Um, 
I am a guy who likes historical data and looking at it, I am going to have to give Luis the good game. Let me hit you with that GG real quick, man. Um, but I think Luis is going to pull away and remain undefeated. I hope not, dog. I hope not. All right, thanks for the mailbag, Victor. Uh, we'll see you next time, all right? All right, first up, the first question says, who will end up being the highest fantasy running back by the end of the year? Who you got? Oh, easy, easy, and I think we all know the answer to that one. We, it's got to be Kamara. Um, you know, Dee Paul is very lucky to have him. Very fortunate. Uh, time of his life. With experience of a lifetime, as Lil would say. But with... Drew Brees having the noodle arm this year, Michael Thomas being unproductive because he's slapping people around and whatnot. Uh, he's just seeing more and more uh, targets and carries, I, I think, from air hands down. I think I would agree with that one. Um, absolutely. I'm going to go Kamara as well. Uh, next question says, do you think Trump is going to prison after he leaves office? Yes. I think there are going to be a lot of litigation thrown at him once he's out. And I also think that his wife is actually going to leave because he paid her to stay with him for uh, appearances. Um, I, I'm going to go on the opposite end. Uh, I, I sadly just think this guy gets away with so much things, and I, I think he gets away with this, sadly. Um, so I'm going to say no to it. Um, we actually had two two of the same questions but we'll just answer the one but it says who will win the election so looking at the stuff right now um, Biden leads in the electoral votes uh, he's at 264 um, out of the remaining four toss up states if he just gets Nevada that's the remaining six electoral votes for him to claim that 270 and that's what I think is going to happen and you know I'm I'm no uh, shy guy, and I'm not quiet about this one. You know, I hope he wins, uh, but I, I think Biden pulls it. Yeah, um, man, I'm going to be honest. I do not follow politics whatsoever. Um, I, I'm definitely not a Trump supporter. I really don't know much about Biden, but um, just the man that Trump is, I, I don't know if I could ever get behind him. Um, so I, and I just feel like we live in a pretty terrible um world right now i guess country where a lot of trump supporters um i've done some crazy stuff and don't get me wrong there's um democrats have done the same thing but um i I don't know why but i feel like trump's gonna win this and i i want you to be so correct and whatnot i just feel like there's something's gonna happen i feel like this this dude's gonna cheat his way into a second term um, yeah, it honestly wouldn't surprise me any either. But on to lighter notes, what else we got? Yeah, um, an actual good question. It says, would you rather try and tackle Derrick Henry head-on or try and protect a quarterback from Aaron Donald? Oh, this is a good one. So, you know, I'm thinking of uh, trying to tackle Derrick Henry and that, that uh, gift and the memes that are going around of him throwing people around. But then I also think of that time where Zeke Elliott got thrown around like a rag doll, and that would be kind of the approach if you tried to protect a QB from Aaron Donald. So 
I'm going to go and try and tackle Derrick Henry because that way at least I get thrown off um, and I'm not just pummeled over by Aaron Donald's massive nature in general. Yeah, this is absolutely a lose-lose situation. Uh, I read this question, started laughing immediately, and was like, man, I could die this way or I could die (laughs) this way. Um, And... I think Aaron Donald would. I would probably go with Aaron. Uh, Aaron Donald, um, because I f- truly believe I could possibly die if Derrick Henry like came at me um, full speed. He would just absolutely destroy me, possibly even step on me. Aaron Donald. I feel like he would just pick me up and throw me to the side. Where I feel like I'd break less stuff that way. So I'm gonna go Aaron Donald. Uh, next question. You know, I actually like that answer, and I want to change mine. That, that is a very good, very good analysis. I will take it. I appreciate that. Um, no take backs, though. All right. It says, who was better in their prime, T.O. or Randy Moss? Ooh. Um, I'm just going to pick Randy Moss. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. Uh, I think this is a layup answer. Um, I think Randy Moss is probably the second best all-time wide receiver. The when you have a a thing where you get mossed by someone and it's you, um, I I think that says a lot about it. Tio just had too much drama um, throughout his career. He just a diva. Um, he was an eagle and then um went straight to the cowboys so absolutely not uh randy moss was an absolute beast and i think he's even a pretty good um played an analyst um so i'm a big fan but next question i wonder who asked this question which i know exactly who did it but uh the question says do you like camel toes hmm. yeah i think we all know who this came from um, I don't not like them, uh, to speak in Birdo's language of double negatives. So, <laughs> sure, I'll take them. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say no. I just, I, I'm like, come on, girl. You, you don't have to pull them up that, that far. I don't need to see um, how far our lips go. But uh, next question, again, I wonder who asked this. says, if you were a porn star, what would your name be? Unfortunately, I don't have all the time in the world at this very instant to come up with a creative name. So the first one that pops in my head is probably the same one that everyone pops thinks of whenever they're thinking of me, and that's just Hebrew Hammer. It would it would just have to be that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was gonna say Little Pinky, but yeah, I think that one works too. Um, I would go with uh, probably Lobadobe would be mine. I think women flock to that name um next question yeah, you could probably get some subscribers of that as well man. true that's true um this is probably one of my favorite questions um we'll say this we'll make this the last question because i think the other last question is dumb and not worth my our time but the last question says who would have the hardest time if they went to prison and then be like 
it, it, oh man, um, in the like, what is it, the Shawshank Redemption, where that guy gets beat so bad by the sisters or something? I, I think that's what would happen to to Birdo. Oh gosh, uh, man, yeah, I. I thought about this. I thought it, I, my first reaction was um, either like Mick, um, because he he's a drug peddler at times, and so he could actually physically be in jail. Um, but I'm not gonna go. I, then I thought about Vic. I was like, I feel like everyone would like that Puerto Rican ass. Um, he'd be someone's bitch real quick. Um, but then I thought to myself, short UPS shorts. Exactly. Um, but then I thought who is, um, one of the weakest people, um, in the group. And I know that would listen to this podcast. Um, and so I think someone would break his back and I would say Dippy, um, (laughs) would be someone's bitch. He would try to be like, I'll do your taxes. Um, and I think, yeah, I think people would bend his back over, um, and I don't think he'd do well. Yeah, he, he would just give up on everything as soon as he got into his cell on that hard-ass cot and realized that it's not good enough with the orthopedics for his back, and then he would try to pick up the pillow and smother himself, but then he would hurt himself more, and he would just sit there. <laughs> people would have his way with him, probably. <laughs> uh, I... I absolutely agree, and I am whoever put that question. I think it might have been Birdo. Uh, phenomenal question. I appreciate the questions, but um, we'll we'll stop that there. All right, Noah. I just got to say, man, thank you for being on. I know um, you're my platinum sponsor for this podcast. So I appreciate you in that sense, um, and now you're officially been a co-host. So I appreciate you. I'm glad the uh, Jewish Heritage Foundation could help sponsor this event for you guys. And uh, I've a long-time listener, uh, concerned caller for a long time, um, but I'm glad to have been on, and I appreciate the opportunity to voice it out. So everyone, don't forget to get out there, change your lineups, and get your uh, pet spayed or neutered. Yes, unless you're Birdo. Don't change your lineup. Um, All right, fellas. As always, we'll see you next week. We're out.